Hey everyone, welcome to Manoj Speaks podcast and this is your host Manoj Kumar. Today I'm delighted to have on the show Fran Portet from Melbourne, Australia, who will take us through her interesting business venture, It Takes a Village. Fran, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Manoj. I'm excited and nervous. <laughs> excited and nervous. Well, I was thinking it didn't take a village for me to get you on the show. You said yes right away. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm about to have a baby in about 35 seconds, so it was like now or never. <laughs> How exciting. Tell us more. <laughs> Upcoming baby. Yep, number three. So um, there's, it's going to be crazy. I mean, and the, the, the business has been a baby for the last two years as well, so it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Holy moly. Two babies already, third baby on the way. You've got a startup venture. How do you manage everything? Well, I write a lot of lists and definitely that helps me stay in control. But it's um, I've kind of learned over the last few years that you can only do what you can do. So um, you can't do anything perfectly and that is okay. Whereas historically I used to get really upset when, nothing, when things weren't perfect and now mm. I just um, try to stay on top of stuff but it's okay if, you know, if things slip because it's a lot and and that's, and I love, I love being busy, but I do not like the stress that I used to feel with it and now I just do what I can do. Right. We'll come to the stress part later, but <laughs> I'm absolutely excited to, uh, actually curious to know about it. Takes a village. I purposely didn't want to read through anything about the company. I just saw the name. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so can you take us through and tell our listeners what is It Takes a Village? It's such a nice, cool name. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it took me so long to get a name. Like I kind of had this concept for a really long time and um, I couldn't, I just didn't have the name. Um, and when I when I got it, I mean, it's not, it's, it's a proverb. Um, it's an old um, African proverb. Um, and it's something that um, I had heard a few times before, but now especially you just, I feel like I see it every single day somewhere in the media, um, and it just completely encapsulated the concept um, that I had been thinking about, which had been in my mind for years, not as a business, just as, a, as a something I'd noticed. Um, so what It Takes a Village is is basically a platform that um, you, the people uh, who care about you can come together and support you through something in life. So it's typically easier if I just give examples. Um, where this really came from was my sister-in-law, um, and it's a sad story, but it, does, it has, has a happy ending. It's all good, uh, which I like to say first. But she... Um, she was living in Sydney. They were they were living they were living in Sydney. They didn't know a lot of people. They just moved there from uh, Denmark. She's Danish, and they had. Uh, she found out at twenty weeks pregnant with their third child that she had metastasized breast cancer, um, and it was it was a massive like it was it was terrible. It, she found out only because she had a very small car accident, um, and she went to hospital 
uh, and they looked, they did a spine X-ray and saw she had two broken vertebrae in her neck. So as well as dealing with this cancer diagnosis at 20 weeks pregnant with a third child, she also had a broken back and which had been caused by the bones being weakened. So this amazing woman, Raina, dealt with it, managed to be flat on her back for a long time after spine surgery, pregnant with two kids um, and both, you know, we were, we were living in Melbourne. Her family is in Denmark. Um, his family's all here in Melbourne and they had moved fairly recently to Sydney so they didn't have a huge network. The network they did have supported them amazingly. Um, they had food being delivered every day. Uh, the families through school and kinder were really helpful with the kids um, and there, there was quite a lot of support as well that came through um, from the government. Uh, and But we just, like in Melbourne, I just kept thinking how can we help, you know, um, I'm not there to be able to cook food for them, um, you know, what can we do? We felt really helpless. And I remember uh, my husband called his brother and said, what would be the most helpful thing we can do? And he said, to be honest, we have so much food. Everybody's cooked all this food for us. We've got nowhere to store it. And we ended up buying them a deep freeze um, so they could keep all the food that everyone was making them. And years later, so uh, she carried Edgar to full term, who is now nearly six. Um, he's my my little boy's cousin. He's crazy. And she is fantastic. Um, you wouldn't even tell that she's sick. She is still obviously sick, but she's great. And um, he jokes now about how they have bolognese every night for two years. And while he never would have taken it back or given it back, he just wished that people could maybe cook a chicken pie in there or like give them a bit more, you know, and it, it was just a joke, but it really made me think about um, something that is in my life, similar to what you were talking about before, which is uh, when you go through something, whether it's happy, like a new baby, or sad, like what those guys went through, um, the biggest thing that you lose is control. You don't have any control over so many things in your life. And um, I, what, like, what we what I wanted to do was think about how the village that used to exist in the olden days when um, everyone lived next door to each other and you had a baby and that baby got passed around the family to ensure that the mother had um, time to recover from everything and everybody cooked and cleaned and looked after you. Um, in the world that we live in now, we're so spread far away from each other and we and everyone's busy as well. Um, so what I try to create, what I have, I think I've created with the village is a platform that allows you to create a virtual village to wrap around your family members or the people that you care about. So you contribute, I could set up a village for them, Tom and Rena, and then I could share it with, like I share a link. Um, I put in some money into that village and then share a link to all of our mutual friends. And then anyone can contribute what they'd like to contribute. And then the village is there. So the credit that exists in the village is there for Tom and Rena to use with any of the suppliers on the village. And the suppliers are all in the help space. So food delivery services, cleaners, babysitters, um, handyman, dog walkers, all the things that um, you would do if you lived next door to help them, except that we're in Sydney, basically, or that you know we're states apart. So that was kind of what 
where it came from. And then it just, and in my mind, it was never a business. It was just, oh, I keep Googling, you know, sustainable gift for pregnant friend or helpful gift for friend with cancer. And they kept, Google just kept coming back to me with listicles of, um, of things that I could do that, because I, I mean, we can definitely come back to the environmental aspect of this, but um, that's the other thing is that I really wanted it to be something that was helpful, not here's a bunch of flowers or, um, you know, here's a gift that might make you feel better. It was much more about here's something that will really take a load off and reduce the stress. And so Google kept coming back to me with list of things, but I always felt like I'm not, I'm too far away or um, I'm too busy. And so what the village was about was putting that list into their hands to say, here's all the things that you can um, use and then you have control over what you need. So not everybody knows if you've got a mother-in-law that cooks for you every day and you don't need to have bolognese delivered to your doorstep, but um, but a cleaner or a babysitter to help out while you're dealing with a sick family member might be much more helpful to your specific situation or someone that can just walk the dog three times a week that can take that load off your family um, while you recover, basically. So creative. I mean, it's amazing how some of these ideas just pop up. And I think some of the best innovative ideas that I've seen, and I read a lot about, you know, startup culture and entrepreneurs, and it's amazing how some of these ideas come up. You know, it's just people being so observant to their surroundings or life situation, and then trying to find a solution uh, to that. And I think that really resonates with people rather than just launching another consumeristic products so really well, that, well done yeah thank you and that's kind of the thing like I I actually couldn't believe I it was only when I had my second baby that I and I was on maternity leave um and I realized I couldn't go back to my old job in media which was awesome fun and but it was just crazy um and I thought I might be able to turn this into a business but I just actually couldn't believe it didn't exist and I wondered, and it doesn't seem to exist anywhere in the world, like there's um, food aggregator businesses that you can, um, around, especially in America, where you, like an Uber Eats style thing where you can um, go in and it lists all the different t- food delivery companies that exist and you can choose off that. And I guess they, um, there's, you know, there's positives and negatives. The Uber Eats model, for example, um, is not great for restaurants in any capacity. Um, you know, Uber Eats takes a big chunk for uh, of of the margin for providing a really useful platform for consumers, but the restaurant never gets um, never gets to own the customer. So it's not it's not a mutually beneficial relationship, and I think a lot of people know that. And um, I, I, but maybe I've thought about it, and when I was like, can this be a business that? Um, sustains me I haven't come at this from a startup angle or an entrepreneur angle like I've never would have considered myself as someone that started a business ever like I've always been like I loved my jobs they were creative and fun and but I've always worked for the man and that's been fine so I just wonder if this was something that people have considered and thought oh I just can't make enough money off it or um, you know, it's not going to be a business that I build and sell straight away, which seems to be very much, or, or build to sell, which seems to be quite a, a, a view for startups. Whereas for me, I just wanted to build something that I am passionate about, that I feel um, can really help people and 
reduce impact on the environment and then also sustain me. Like, you know, I do, I want to make money to make sure that I can afford to do this and can live the life I want, but it's not my goal um, to make a heap of money. And I was like, maybe that's, maybe that's why it hasn't existed because it's not like an easy, I have to talk to a lot of people. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure if you realise, but your venture is not just about it takes a village. Uh, what you're actually doing is creating a culture there, uh, a culture that existed, as you said, many years ago, almost yeah. in all parts of the world. And it is a human nature to assist one another when they're going through um, the good times or the bad times. And I think over the years, and as you correctly said, uh, we live in a very fragmented society. We have so many tools to connect each other, 500 friends on LinkedIn, 2,000 friends on Facebook, 800 following on Twitter, but we have lost the art of connecting with others offline. Um, most people are in their own bubble, and I think especially when you go through difficult times, it could be a very lonely experience. And to have friends and family and well-wishers to reach out is a wonderful thing. Um, it is good to be dependent on other people, and what you're doing with your venture is actually helping people to be dependent on others and feel good about it. And yeah. I think we need to help you take over the world with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think one of the things you just said then really, it was another um, thought to me, which is often when people um, give support, when someone's going through something, it's like a, a, an item on a to-do list, which I understand very well, which is like, you know, I need to make some extra bolognese for my neighbour who's going through something. Have I done that? Tick. It's done. And a lot of things um, that people go through don't uh, are much longer term, their impacts than the first week. So like the, the for me, the village is never meant to expire. I don't know if that's a smart business idea. That's how I sit at the moment. <laughs> but for me, the village, like, you know, when you get a gift voucher for something, it used to be a year or, or people could, I think businesses could set whatever they wanted as the timelines that things expired and now it's maybe three years mandated by the government. But the whole point of the village is that it's not um, something that you do and then it closes. Um, it's something that exists for if I have a, a family of, through the kindergarten where the husband had a stroke and the recovery time um, from when it happened to when he felt like his old self was more than 12 months, maybe 18 months. And he said it was amazing the number of people that um, supported them through the first three weeks and then he just felt that um, it was so much longer physically and mentally for their recovery and there were some people that like um, he, he talked about a work colleague who wasn't um, necessarily particularly close to like not one of his best friends but every single week um, he came and dropped off a meal that his wife had cooked and um, my friend said that that was great because it was um, he felt like his family was looked after but for him the man stayed and talked to him for half an hour every time and that human connection every week was kind of much more valuable in his recovery um, and I think that person really understood that uh, things can take longer than you know checking something off your to-do list and that's the the whole premise of the village again there's uh, this is really new and there's so many things I want to do all the time um, which I write down and then 
get to when I can. But um, communication through the village is is part of it. So when someone has set up a village, uh, if, if someone set up a village for me, I am able to um, contact just through clicking a button, reply to everyone on that village um, who's contributed with an update, for example. So I can just say click group email and because um, that's another thing. I had a friend whose uh, baby was three days old and uh, had the flu, brand new baby, and they were in hospital and she couldn't, she felt like she had this pressure that she needed to keep everyone up to date with how they were going. and uh, But really, really she should have just been focusing on her baby. Like it, she just shouldn't have felt that pressure, but she really did. And this was the kind of, I was like, how can we, again, pick that, um, take away some of the stress that that um, that person might feel? So it was about being able just to click in the contact email that just says, hey, guys, thanks so much. You know, I really appreciate everything that you've done. This is a quick update on where we're at. Um, or being able to choose who you'd like to communicate with on there. So communication, making it really easy for people to say thank you or um, this is where we're at or I need some more help or anything like that is kind of a key part of it too. So it's more than just, oh, I've put my 50 bucks in or my 20 bucks in and now I can just move on. Yes, it's not like um, a fundraising campaign. It's like you create your own group or someone creates it for you and then you can invite your contacts into it, right? Through So you get they get an email invitation and then they yeah, sign so, up. Yeah, so, and it's, yeah, it's similar. So there's a few, like, um, it's not like, uh, it's like someone could set that village up for you and that village really at the moment just exists as a destination that has got um, the credit, the balance of your, it's like your, it's like your village balance basically for you. Is it money? And it's money, that yes. Money? Yep, yep, that's money. And then it has all of the suppliers there so you can go and decide who, which suppliers will support you best in your situation. It has a section that lists all of the people that have contributed to it, which is where you can communicate with them. Um, and then a section that just looks at this, that just shows you the suppliers that you've used previously so you can easily go back if you found a food, you know, some food that you love. But it's not um, it's not a village yet in the sense that everyone's communicating with everyone in there. It's just more of at the moment it's more like it's been set up for you to go and choose what services to support you with and to communicate back to that um, community. But what you're describing is kind of where it hopefully will get to. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and so that means you need you need both. You need people who would, who would sign up as, as regular users, but you also need a lot of supplies, I would assume, because... That's, yeah, that's the key. And that is, uh, it's funny because I, again, having no experience in startups, um, I think I've learned now that what I've built um, is very automated, much more automated than what um, probably an experienced startup person would, would, would launch with. Um, which is great, especially since I'm about to have a baby. It's fantastic in the sense that it's automated for um, consumers and customers. So it's very easy to go on and set up a village for someone now and immediately that person can start um, redeeming services that are helpful. But um, I maybe didn't realise how much time um, it would take me to get the right type of suppliers on board because 
Um, the other thing that I really want to come out of it is that the suppliers that are on board, I want them to be local small businesses. So wherever mm. you are, Manoj, you can put the the system knows your postcode and um, and that's the other thing. It's all postcode filtered. So if you have a village and you go in to redeem some services, you only see businesses that service your postcode. Um, so that's fantastic in theory. But that means that that is so many small businesses that I am trying to reach out to to uh, let them understand the premise of the village, the benefits to them, which is very different to Uber Eats in the sense that um, the customer basically redeems a promo code from the village website to go and use on that business's website. So the purchase occurs through the small businesses website so um it means that there's a like there's a tangible relationship that's existing between Minoj and Minoj's suppliers in his area as well so it's kind of building those connections to the you and your local your local village um which all of this sounds amazing but uh again it's you know if my sister's just had a baby in Yarraville and I think um and as a family we set up a village for her and then I think, oh, God, I've got it. I would need to speak to all the food suppliers in Yarraville because I would much rather that she was being looked after by the people that are close to her than Coles, as an example. You know, I don't, like, Coles is amazing and very helpful, <laughs> but it's not, it doesn't sort of, it doesn't match with me of the whole purpose of the village, which is about supporting people in their local communities. And that side of it is not automated at all. So, <laughs> so like, I, my mum's been helping me sending emails, and um, I a lot of a uh, lot of cold emails there. Of yeah, phone calls. yeah, exactly. Like I, I said to her, I'm like, you're, you're my like my mum is, and she's really, um, she's retired, and she loves the idea, and um, she's not on any. Oh, she's just joined Instagram this week because I said to her, um, she keeps asking me how it's going, and it's. It's hard to, like I say, it's going really well. Um, if you saw the, say, social media, so that's the only, I'm not really doing any paid marketing at all because I am focused on getting supplies, but I have a friend who's doing my social media and she's brilliant. And I said, if you saw the social media, I think you would understand um, the story and we, you know, every time we get a new supplier on, we celebrate it. I'm like, I think you would see the growth and see what your contribution, how much you're helping me. And so she's just joined this week. Um, and now she's like suddenly, like I've had three emails from her this morning. It's like, okay, I've just sent out another <laughs> 10 so, emails. I'm like. <laughs> so you're creating your own village for yeah. your, it takes a village concept. Yeah. And mum keeps asking me permission to like have a day off. I'm like, mum, you can do. I think your users themselves recommending business to you would be, yes. would be a great thing to happen as well because so at some point if you keep this venture going and the services are great and people are having good experience i can assure you you will have a whole lot of suppliers lining up to be a part of this how do you go through the vetting process well that's a, and that's actually really good it started already so, so suppliers are coming to me slowly which is great um and there is within the website like if you go into a category in your postcode that doesn't have like if you go into the gardening category um in your postcode and there's no suppliers there there's a form that says do you have someone to rec that you would recommend in this space and the other thing is as it grows um is me communicating with 
some of the villagers as well, people whose who's friends have started villages for them, to say, do you have um, businesses that you want that would be great for you on the on the village because you're exactly right. Like the the a cold call or a cold email um, to anyone that's in business is is hard to cut through because they're busy doing their their own businesses. Um, but a personal any type of personal recommendation or link is far more valuable, um, or or maybe just gives you better cut through. Because I have to say, the people that have come to me off the cold call emails are. They just get it and they're amazing. Like I I keep saying if I wasn't have a baby now, which would be it's about one year since I launched, and I keep joking that I would just love to have like a one-year party to bring all of these suppliers into one room because they're so awesome. Like it's like they read the email in their busy days and they just understood and they were like, that's something I want to be part of. And I'm like, if we got all together in a room, it would be amazing. But it might have to be the two-year birthday celebration. <laughs> year. Or, or your own village can help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things I wanted to ask is, you know, obviously other people are doing stuff for you in the village. Um, uh, do the affected person, can they suggest stuff for their friends and well-wishers to help them out with? Can they say, I need someone to go walk my dog? I need somebody to fix the plumbing. I need somebody to pick the kids. Um, well, only through, at the moment, only through um, going in and, and trying to find that service that exists. Um, right. But, or, or by communicating with me or by saying to me, this is something. And that's what I mean when I say right now, like I'm reaching out to the people that have the villages to say, um, you know, in your postcode, we've got food and cleaners and, um, and gardeners, but what's helpful to you and they say I really need a dog walker so then I would focus mine and my mum's attention on <laughs> dog walkers that service that postcode to just to try and build up the, to make sure that the people that have the villages now have the support that they need. Fantastic um, just going a little bit away from the actual product um, how are you in terms mm. of your your learnings and your experience because some people become entrepreneurs by choice and others just fall into it. Well, um, how has it been? But you did use the word stress because you yeah. have a lot going on. There's family and then there is your business. Well, I, um, I really like being busy. So everywhere in my career before um, I took on a lot um, and I, I enjoy stress to a degree. I like pressure. I like deadlines. Um, I work better like that. But I think when you've had a couple of kids and uh, trying to, there's, you know, the, the word the juggle, like it's you do end up, I think a lot of people end up feeling like you're not ever doing anything good enough. Um, and that when I had my second baby, I realised that I just, couldn't go back to what I was doing before. And I think a lot of um, other stuff came out of having a second child, which has led into the village, which is the whole decluttering and um, the uh, the amount of waste or tangible things that everyone has. Like, um, you know, before I had children, I used to give everyone that had a baby uh, size four zero uh, Dunlop volleys. 
super cute, right? But no baby ever wears shoes when they're born, ever. Maybe just for a photo for the person that gave them the gift. And so, like, my, you know, everything in the world is moving hopefully to a more sustainable future. And when I think about how many pairs of Dunlop, so four zero Dunlop volleys I put into the landfill basically (laughs) like that kind of hit me with a second child as well so everything from I think that time onwards became about simplifying um getting rid of waste trying to um if I spend money on things like again you know for the last four years, if my family said, what would you like for your birthday or for Christmas? I was always like a restaurant voucher or an experience, something that I can go and enjoy, but doesn't leave a big plastic chunk on the environment. And unfortunately, then COVID hit, so I couldn't use any of my vouchers. Uh, <laughs> and then I felt too guilty to use them because of the poor businesses. But um, but yeah, like that kind of is has been a big change but I also really wanted to do something that kept me stimulated um busy uh like always innovating I think I remember when I spoke to my tech guy the first uh in the first meeting I explained about what the village was and I said to him I'm not trying to build a big company I just know exactly what I want the product to be and it lives in a box like it's like a square box and these are the parameters on the outside and it helps people and it puts less um rubbish into the environment and he said if you if you build something like that and it's good and you um you say that's all I want I don't want it to be more than that someone else will build it and they'll keep building it and they'll keep innovating and they'll make it better and better so don't like sort of limit yourself because you're thinking I'm not an entrepreneur or I'm not doing this for business reasons. Just um, make sure that you're kind of always looking at at what the next growth is. And even if that's as simple as I've now realised like, um, you know, the next suburb uh, or the next, or my sister's in New Zealand, she calls me all the time and she's like, okay, so when are you coming to New Zealand? But like, um, you know, within Australia or even regional markets, like that's a whole this works really well in metro markets. I've I launched in Melbourne in the middle of a pandemic. As you said, sentiment was amazing because we couldn't see each other, but um, business environment difficult. Um, and now I'm live in Sydney as well. But the metro markets is is a million times easier than regional. Like there's always, you know, I've got charity initiatives that I've thought of now. So that every quarter I'll email the people with less than $20 remaining in their village and say you can either top this account this up if you'd like to go and spend it or would you like to contribute to our quarterly charity um you know there's just all the things the communication like you talked about it's I'm so glad that that early in the process he's like don't be limited by just telling yourself that this needs to exist in a box because I could have done it and then, then I'd be like, cool, that's it. And now I just feel like it's something I can keep going and keep building and when I've had a little rest with the baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Fran. No, I absolutely agree with that tech person. Um, it's okay to think big. There are no unrealistic goals. There's only mm. unrealistic time frames. So, yes. so I think, um, of course, you need to pace yourself well, but at the same time, the market is changing. The market's ready for 
for such vendors, uh, for such businesses. And there could always be other people who may take your idea and make it even better and bigger mm. and global. And yeah. there's nothing stopping you um, from being that person, being yeah. the original, original thinker. So um, I do wish you all the all the best in this venture. And I and I think it's got great uh, opportunity in the market. Um, just talking Australia specific, I think it's time for it to expand and expand. And what kind of help um, are you expecting from? The community who, who who may be hearing this venture for the first time, well, what would they? What would you I, like from them? I really, really would love if anyone is hearing about this and thinking that their business could sit um, well in the village because it supports people. And I would love for them just to contact me through the website um, because it's you know if that's the key thing. If you've listened to this and you understand um, and and you get it, then it's so easy. But we could, it's so easy just to get you on there and get going. Um, so, and that that is really the main thing. Like, it's um, my background in media and marketing um, says to me that it doesn't really matter. Like, I could go if I had heaps of money and do a big advertising campaign and tell everyone about this. But um, and it's it's a really nice concept. But until you have someone in your life that needs the help and support, it's like it's you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like it's like cool, cute, but when when you've got someone that is going through something, suddenly you just go, oh, my God, I just get it. And I've had friends that have, you know, put it into their, like a, a space that this fits so well is within corporate environments where you've got um, maternity leave or carer's leave or something like that and the, the corporates are like, how can we support um, our workers and our colleagues um, or through like kindergartens and schools where you know a lot of people but you don't really know them but you know that when something happens you want to support them. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it basically know about it. If you have a business that you think would like to be part of it, then contact me and if you, if and when you've got someone going through something, hopefully this will come back and pop up in your mind. Absolutely, absolutely. So, dear listeners, let's help Fran. Like I said, take over the world. Well, let's start with taking over <laughs> Australia. You can you can reach her on yourvillage.com.au. I'll put the link in the show notes um, as well, so you can click and read all about it. it it's definitely a, a a business that needs um, all the support it can get. Uh, Fran, thank you so much, so much, so much for <laughs> sharing your. Uh, sharing things from your heart really I can see how much this venture means to you so again I wish you all the best and congratulations on this venture congratulations on your first baby second baby and the third, <laughs> third, and the third baby thanks thanks <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing COVID seriously oh my god <laughs> it's been a it's been an interesting year and a half and I'm, I'm sure it'll go for another year it's a yeah. great opportunity for us for us to learn our own strength and weakness I feel during this time yes I, I think so many things in the world have um, happened faster than they would have like with the whole working from home and understanding priorities in life because of COVID there's so many terrible things but I think there's uh, some good things that come out of it when people realize what they might have been missing with their families and so forth great way to finish the show thank you Fran
Thanks. Bye.